we would um we would meet like Sunday mornings before like actual church service started and uh-huh. go to Ingalls and we would literally just walk around and like buy snacks and eat like crap food. And one of my buddies would um buy bean dip and just eat bean dip out of the can. This is like 16, 17 year old guys. And then buy like two or three double shots of espresso and just oh fart gosh. on everybody oh, throughout no. the entire church service. And we thought that was hilarious. Of course and, you did. And Why nobody, wouldn't you? Well, nobody told us not to do it. Or here's the bigger way bigger issue yeah none of those leaders ever said like here's why that's bad and here's yeah. why being a more respectable person is just better for you okay that <laughs> for makes other sense. people yeah you know y'all want to talk about mentors i suppose we we could let's do it hey this is these are words we're going to talk we're going to use words. We're going to talk about mentors today. I like it. <laughs> no, you don't. I can see on your face. <laughs> I do. I'm down for this. I'm a, I am a huge advocate for mentors. If I didn't have that, I'd be in pretty bad shape. Hey, first, can I just define what what we mean by mentor before anyone says anything? Or do, are you no, doing something you first? No, you can't. Why do you, why do you not let me interrupt you, Lance, but you let Asher interrupt you? Is it because you're afraid of him? Give me some time to think about it, because I don't know. Wow. He dis- <laughs> he disrespects me, but he it bows down to you, Asher. It's because you're the host. That's why. <laughs> I'm the host. I guess you, I am. Wait, did you ask? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. What what were you gonna what were you gonna say before I define like what we mean by mentor for this episode? <laughs> what I'm about to share is mostly just for my own self gratification, but it does loosely relate to what we're about to talk about. Oh great! I dropped my phone. Hold on. Lance is the host. You guys are gonna get a real kick <laughs> out of this. Okay, you know um, uh, Kevin um, O'Leary from James. Shark Tank. Kevin James from being Kevin James from from Here Comes the Boom because <laughs> that's his name <laughs> from from Paul Blart. <laughs> Kevin James, who rides on the Segway. What's the, what's the movie, the director? Kev, he always wears the hockey jerseys. Kevin Spacey. No. I don't know. What Kevin, did you say? Who wears what? He always wears hockey jerseys. He's like a famous director. Kevin um, Abernathy. He did like the teenage mutant like ninja coming Turtles. of age movies in the 90s that everybody loves that I can't think of the name of. Are you talking about Judd Apatow and no, Freaks and Geeks? No, I know who Judd Apatow is. Uh, I'm so mad at myself. Smith. Yes, thank God. Kevin Smith. Okay. Kevin Smith made a movie called Tusk. By the he, way, he's a writer and a producer, not a director. He well That's that's why, because I know all the things about those things. So please oh, continue. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, so totally on me. I agree. My bad. Seriously. Please continue. I'm so sorry. Just continue, please. I can't even explain how sorry I am. Just go. So sorry all the time. Oh no, he directed stuff too. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's the best possible <laughs> twist to that conversation. <laughs> I think we can move on now. Just look at right. his IMDb. Paul Blart Mall Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Was it refillable? <laughs> what did he get? <laughs> that was so genuine. I did not mean to say that at all. Okay, not Paul Blart Mall Cup, and also not Paul Blart Mall Cup. Other Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Smith. Spacey. <laughs> I now that I've set this up the way that I have, it's so bad. Man. It wasn't going to be good in the first place, and now it's going to be awful, which makes me happy. So he wrote this movie called Tusk. Wait, wait, wait! I want to pause you real quick. So I wish, I wish you would. 
Um, I've got this really funny joke I have to tell you guys about hell after this. <laughs> it better be better than mine. <laughs> um, so in the movie Tusk. So, okay, the reason that this is important at all, just hang with me. Kevin Smith has a podcast. I can't remember what it's called. I've never listened to it. But on an episode of his podcast in like 2012, I think, he and whoever else is on his show came up with this idea to make a movie about a guy who who ha- hosts a podcast and he like interviews like weird and interesting people and he ends up meeting this guy who physically turns him into a walrus. What? I'm not joking. Wait, what? I know. Hold on. No, wait, wait, wait. Say it again. He like turned himself. He meets himself? a guy who wants to turn the podcaster into a walrus, okay? That is the premise of their movie. But how? I know, I'm getting there. He actually made the movie. It's called Tusk. You can watch it on Netflix. It's freaking bizarre. I just saw that on his IMDb. Yes. So he has a podcast, and his co-host is Haley Joel Osment, which is I See Dead People Kid from... Really? From Bruce Willis' movie. Um, He's also... Is he going to be like me from Forrest Gump? <laughs> That's awesome. He's defined by his like, lines in movies. That's all he does. He's That's just it. in movies. Yeah. He doesn't exist otherwise. Okay, so so this guy, they interview weird or interesting people. He goes to meet the people and then comes back and tells his co-host about it, and that's like their show. It's an extremely popular podcast. I'm going to get through this really quickly. So... So he, he goes to Canada to meet with some kid. Well, it turns out the kid committed suicide before he got there, and he didn't know. So he had to try and figure out something else to do while he was in Canada. How much is this is real? Real? What do you mean real? Like, is this the plot? I'm telling you what happens in the movie. Is it true or not? No, it's not true. Okay. I mean, if it is, I don't, I'm afraid to be I, alive anymore in yeah, this I was world. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was all true except the walrus part, maybe. Yeah. We'll never know. So... He goes to Canada, okay, and he's like, he's at some bar or something, and he sees like an ad on the uh, wall for like this guy who has like been at sea his whole life and has all these adventures. He just wants to tell somebody about them, and that's it. And so the guy's like, well, this should be weird. So calls the guy, goes to his house. It's like this mansion, like two hours nowhere in Canada. Like, (laughs) (laughs) don't even know how to get there. And the guy drugs him first. And then he, when he wakes up, he's missing half of his leg. He amputated his leg at the knee. And then he eventually just starts driving him insane, holding him against his will, amputates his other leg. He uses his tibia bones to make tusks. And he grafts his skin together and takes other skin from other human bodies that he's killed to shape this guy into a walrus <laughs> and makes him do super weird stuff like eat fish and like he... He makes his own walrus suit, and they fight each other, and, like, it is so weird, man. And then his friends find him at the end. Of, I, that's as far as I'm going to go, because you got to watch the rest no, of it. There's no, there's no chance I'm ever going to watch that based on, like, you what really, you've told me about it so you far. You really should. Cut okay. all of that out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. If we wouldn't retain any followers, <laughs> cut it. We've done, Anyways. We've done after the cast kind of stuff. We're just going to... St- start a new one called Garbage Podcast. <laughs> the, gar- the Garbage just, Cast. It's just all of us, but here, you know, warming okay, here, up. Here's my... Garb, here's my Garbcast. Garbcast. Garb here's my segue. This guy, the main character in the movie that gets turned into a walrus... Hey, real quick. Is your segue better than Paul Blart's? <laughs> <laughs> no. For sure not. <laughs> <laughs> the main character 
of the movie that gets turned into a walrus is a real jerk in the movie, okay? And it would have been a lot better for him if he had had a mentor. And that's what that we're was the reason about. why you told us all that. And loosely related, he was a podcaster. Who, so, who was it in the movie? He yeah, was a podcaster. Yes, Lance is going to turn us into walruses. Oh my god! <laughs> Are we going to be like the human centipede of walruses, like Logan and Ugh. I? We're each one tusk. Ugh. <laughs> Gosh. Wait, who's the body, Lance? I don't know. I never watched that movie. That's, I've never that's seen like it way far beyond. I'm talking what about I can a walrus. Handle. If we're both tusks. Right, right, right. All right, so mentors. <laughs> Listen, what we're talking about when we say mentors is hope. I hope to God it's nothing like whatever Lance just talked about for like three hours. But um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the definition I found was an experienced and trusted advisor. And then in parentheses, I've got a guru or a guide. So who's your guru? Oh, man. That sounds like, like it that. could be a Pokemon. Guru. Guru. It's a yeah. kangaroo, but it's also like muck, like it's or a uh, grimer, just like kind of dripping all the time. Ew. Yeah, it's gross. What was that one movie that Jack Black was in? School of Rock. He is a guru. You talking about the Love Guru with yeah. Mike Myers? That's no, that's Jack. That's Jack Black <laughs> dressed up as Mike Myers. <laughs> what a movie that would be. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Mentorship. I had a, or have a mentor that personally I think is like, I think mentorship, it has to be so natural, at least in the beginning. So growing up in like a church and like organized religion, I think a lot of times it's like almost forced. Like, hey, I'm going to mentor you now. I'm going to, like, I'm blessing you. Oh, gosh. And I... I agree with you. I hate that, man. I hate that. And like, I'm not your project period and um is that how you felt treated no that's how i felt like my friends got treated oh okay i just didn't like that at all so mine is a guy actually he's marrying brie and i um his name's bobby thompson and the way it happened is like honestly i don't even know how i'll just kind of tell the story real quick so as most of our listeners know um i lost my father when i was 17 and it was soon after that that Bobby kind of stepped in, but I'll back up. So um, he was my eighth grade basketball coach, and I hated him. I thought he was <laughs> terrible. Like, I just thought he was a bad coach. And But then he was also the youth pastor. So over time, like, I really started to like him. We had a lot in common. Um, and so, like, we would kind of mess with each other. But, like, it was – I saw him on Wednesdays or Sundays, and that was kind of it. And then my senior year of high school – I took a like a um, internship with them, like for the year as a credit because I could go hang out with them for like an hour a day and get a credit for it, and it was like I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, very. I was about to say very possibly not have any responsibility. Zero. And so uh, I kind of got to be around all those guys more. And our friend, uh, our friends, Chase Reynolds and then Brian Thomas, um, they also worked there or still do, but. Um, so that was why I took it because they were my small group leaders or mine and Lance's. And so I got to know Bobby a little bit more. And then one day, so this is a, this is about a year. It's about 10 months after my dad had passed away. Bobby just pulled me or I went into Bobby's office to aggravate him about something. 
about basketball because I think Louisville had lost. He's a huge Louisville fan. And he was just like, he always has, he's always called me low. And he was just like, hey, low, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm good, man. How you doing? How, you, how are you? And uh, he's like, no, no, that's not what I mean. He's like, for real, like, what's going on? And I skipped like the next three classes because I like just was crying in his office talking. Yeah. Um, and then that day he was just like, Hey, I honestly think that we should meet like every week. We just need to talk. And uh it wasn't always like grief stuff. He's and he's told me from the beginning, he's like, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, like I can't do all that. He's like, But I just wanna like invest. And um and I hate to use like these dumb words like like invest invest but like <laughs> it's all good um for him and on his side he may have honestly you know had a plan to kind of like mentor me or yeah, whatever yeah. like i don't think it was like as blindsiding as it was for me um but i mean i've asked him and he was like honestly no like maybe like right then i was like i need to do this but it wasn't like somebody was like you need to do this or he thought the night before like i need to do this so like within your all's like meeting up mm -hmm. let's talk about this or let's, yeah like he yeah. wasn't just planning on pulling me aside and right, like right right just dissecting everything and like diving into my life um so that happened we developed a really good relationship um into i mean i have a phenomenal stepfather who i love to death and like he's a like honorary groomsman i guess if you will like he'll be dressed as groomsman but he won't stand up there just because he will be walking my mom at mine and Brew's wedding um means the world to me and he's very much a father figure but bobby still is but was at the time after i lost my dad the closest thing i had to a dad right so right. he has taught me a whole lot just about life and just how to do things like he and i developed um my budget first and then mine and breeze and then also um taxes like just stuff like that like i didn't really have that opportunity with my dad and i know lance didn't either right um but <laughs> lance didn't have that opportunity with my dad or with his <laughs> but <laughs> that's how it sounded <laughs> my one regret in life is that bobby hankins and i never got to talk about taxes <laughs> and i know you all asked a lot you asked me a lot, but like yeah. <clears throat> my dad wasn't really willing to do your taxes either. I know. Yeah, I, I was kind of. I'm still pissed about he's, that. Yeah, I, I mean, think about it almost every day. Honestly, he's Freaking. pretty kind to me when it comes to taxes, <laughs> but he's like, "Hey, this is it. That's mine, mine, you. and yours." <laughs> Not does, Ed, does Ed listen to this podcast? He actually, <laughs> my dad started listening like two weeks ago. I feel, I was gonna say I, I could. I think he'd enjoy it. I think he would enjoy doing a podcast, and I told him he should do it someday. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. So. Um, about taxes <laughs> about taxes so um it's just it developed into more of like a friendship 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 now uh over time because whenever that first started i was 17 or 18 now i'm 24 things are a little bit different um and i'm not a student in like his student ministry and he's not even the student pastor anymore anyways but um point being all of that, like that has been a life changing experience to have between he and I. And to the point now that like whenever we talk, like we may go a while in between times, but whenever we do, it's always like immediately the same as if like Lance and I, if we took 
like some time and we weren't talking to each other or whatever because we were busy and then we came back like it you're taking a break it doesn't have that (laughs) yeah taking a break or like any between the three of us like if we just don't like it's never what i hate most in friendships or mentorships which i think are both closely related i hate whenever it's like hey i've not seen you let's talk about everything i just like that phrase or something of that phrase just i don't know why like it just feels so unnecessary to say do you mean as opposed to hey let's just chat like let's just hang out in this moment no i don't think it has to be said like like okay so for bobby like he is in he's um traveling right now whenever i get whenever he gets back if i was like hey let's go get lunch it would be just to hang out it wouldn't have to be like hey dude i want to hear about what happened since the last time we talked. Or like if Lance goes to motion or whatever, he went to a conference and then came back, like I didn't have to be like, hey man, it's been a while. Let's uh let's get together and catch up. Which I get people do that all the time. I and I'm not saying it's bad. I just like for whatever reason it like irks me. I just feel like it happens naturally. Like i if I want to hang out with you, even if I want to hear about everything. Like after your all's honeymoon, I don't want to hear about everything, but like after your all's honeymoon, like the four of us hung out, but it wasn't like we've not seen each other. So we need to make sure like what I guess what I'm saying is like, it, it just, just happens naturally. It happens naturally whenever it feels like a, it goes back to a project, whenever it feels like a necessity or you have to get very deep, very quick, yeah, or yeah. like there's an agenda there. I, it, 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 the authenticity flies out the window for me. I, I just don't like it. I feel a lot of pressure. I'm cool with that. I think a lot of people probably do that and don't realize why they're doing it or like why would why they would feel the need to say something like that. You sure. Know? And that's why I was saying it's not bad. I I just have always kind of tried to avoid doing that. Yeah. I think those people can just be awkward sometimes. I think it, yeah. like for the as far as like for the three of us thinking about like a mentor, I think it's worth noting that Bobby is probably in that list for all three of us in no some capacity. Way. Yeah, I would disagree. I really? Think the opposite. No, I'm kidding. He's great. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Well, I was just. I hopefully I can speak for you. I was agreeing. I was agreeing the whole time. But that like, Logan I, was talking. I think th- I think all three of us have had moments or conversations with Bobby that like <coughs> we left the conversation better than we got there. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I I think that that that's worth noting that he one he's that kind of person for yeah. real, and like all of those situations happened because he was just a real human being. True. He was just there. Yeah. You know, and granted, he's a pastor, so like he would have been there. Yeah. It, you know, uh, vocationally, <laughs> but but right. still, like, like what a guy. You know, like to to just to be able to have that kind of impact. And we're obviously not the only three. I mean, that right. Like he's he's left a lasting impact on a lot of people. But I think that that's really cool to note that the three of us have shared similar experiences with 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 Bobby that are awesome. And I love that guy. I actually yeah. texted him earlier. Really? Yeah. Um, so what's crazy beyond that, and I'm actually going to have to go in just a minute. This is just a side note, not really about mentorship. Well, it kind of does. Um, there was a period of time that I actually lived. Well, I say lived with quotations around spent a ton of time and spent a lot of nights at Bobby's house in one of their, they had like two extra bedrooms. Um, so to me, I say I lived there but it wasn't like i couldn't go home i just chose that um i liked it there it was a ton of fun and at the time my mom and stepdad and my sisters were traveling all the time it felt like they were always gone 
Uh, so I just stayed over there. So I always say that I lived there. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing about that is across the street and two houses down lived Bree, who is my fiance now, but we didn't know each other. <gasps> Y'all were smooching back then? What? You come out and like blow kisses to each other across <laughs> the neighborhood. Hey, we don't know each other, but. He actually stood outside her window with a boombox. I saw it happen. <laughs> and then her dad comes outside with a gun. Leave. <laughs> hey! He's like, there's a girl in there I'm going to marry. <laughs> that sounded just like you. That is, yeah, that's exactly there's what happened. There's a girl in there I'm going to marry. I just think it's really weird to think about how much time I'd spent there. And she was right and across she was the street. Right that across is the street. pretty weird. Yeah. Like, what are the, the chances of that are incredibly small. Yeah, but we didn't meet from... Like Bobby, or like being in that neighborhood. Yeah. And we didn't meet from like her best friend and I knowing each other from years ago. Right. We met from you, actually, Lance. Yeah. yeah. That is just, it's just crazy how all that happened. Small world. That is crazy. So mentors are pretty good. I think that to, because I'm dominating this conversation right now because I have to go. But um, like I said, I think that it's a friendship. But I also think that it no- doesn't necessarily have to always be like this long drawn out process um, that is a lot of times presented like in a church. Um, I don't think it has to necessarily happen in a church at all. Um, But well, obviously not mentorships happen outside of Christianity or any other religion you want to talk about. Like it's just, it can be between between two people about anything, but uh, what's weird or not weird, but I don't know, like just different about mentorships is that I think that it can be lateral like I think that it's I think not that, a one-sided thing. No, lateral is in like to me, Bobby. Like I don't think I've ever led Bobby. Period. Okay, but I think that like you have led me, and I've led you. Okay, like you, Lance. Um, what do you mean led? Like a lead balloon? <laughs> dropped a lead balloon in my lap. Yep. Of an idea, a metaphor. Never, Never heard, heard lead balloon before. No. You, okay, you look you look that up, and I'll look up the thing about the walrus. Wait, isn't, <laughs> isn't lead balloon like a uh, you know the the Eppelin. yeah? Stuff. Well, it's different in the the metaphor sense, oh, metaphorical gotcha. sense, but but lead balloon is a zeppelin. But anyway, what do you mean by lead? Like L- LED? You mean like a blimp? Like there are times in life that like I had to very much lean on Lance to make me a better person. Right, right. Um, or show me just like how to handle things or whatever. Um, and I would hope I've done the same for you. He's nodding himself no. No, totally. <laughs> <laughs> he said no immediately. Yeah. No. So like you all have influenced each other, but like Bobby influenced you, but maybe not as much vice versa. He was just like there for you. Yeah. But I would say that like through like a friendship, and although like Asher, you were a very like close friend of mine. Like I just we've not really been exposed to tough times together, which I think is like the the like the seed or like the opportunity for that to happen the most. Sure. I think totally. Um. So yeah, I just want our listeners to know that it's not like <laughs> Asher and then our best friends Lance and Logan. <laughs> um, Asher's third wheeling this yeah. podcast. <laughs> we just use him for his equipment. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's just that's pretty much all I have to say about that is I I think that it can be a like receive 
and then you give to someone else, but then I think you can take and receive, which would be that's why I correlate friendship and mentorship. That's cool. So like that. closely, but I think all mentorships should be friendships, but there's obviously not all friendships yeah. are going to be mentorships. Right. Right. Cool. So now you guys talk. <laughs> we'll do it. I want to hear who you guys like identify as, like identify with, like as a mentorship. Like who yep. who poured into you, and also like, are you doing that now? Because honestly, I don't think I'm doing it. I don't think you have. I to mean, be. But I don't think that I'm doing the like directly downward mentorship with anybody. Yeah. I think there's a ton of people around me that like influence me that I influence them. But I want to hear like who who comes to mind for both sides. The the person I would say right now that's my like number one direct mentor is is Micah Stevens. Uh, really. Yeah, with all that really Instagram, hoping, Instagram <laughs> crap too. I was really hoping you were going to say Justin Petrowski. <laughs> well, no, I, Justin's one of them, uh, but I, I don't have as much direct like time with Justin like gotcha. that anymore. I yeah. did at one point. I thought that he was your like direct report. He was for a while. He's just oh. not anymore. Oh, yeah. my, Micah is my like direct report as far as like a boss is concerned, and in my job at my the church I work at, that in is is equal with him being my mentor. Yeah. Um but both vocationally and otherwise. Oh, I hate I have to go cuz I have a lot of questions about that. But I'm going to ask one. Okay. Has that ever felt forced? I, like because because I know that Micah by job description has to meet with you and other people. Has it ever felt forced? And also, do you think that it would continue if you were to leave? No, it has not felt forced. And yes, I do think that it would continue if I were to leave. For sure. That's good. Yeah. So it's, that, it, that was it, just my only question. No, yeah. But I, go ahead. It's a good, it's, I'm just going to say it's, he has been a good experience of a mentor, of a mentor so far. And I will explain what that means. I'm going to have to go. No. Yeah. I know. Flew by. You guys are great. Uh, podcast listeners, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Uh, Forecast is coming your way. Um, we're very excited about it. By that, I mean me. Although I'm, I'm, I'm not even the best Fortnite player. <laughs> I just am excited to do it because I think it'll be fun. It will be. It will be a blast. Stay tuned. All right. Bye. Guys. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Bye. ready and we're back there it is thanks for sticking with us uh logan has left he's uh he's got stuff he's got to do uh but asher and i will continue uh on the conversation of mentorship so um so here we go i i guess i'll just start by explaining kind of what logan asked me about with i mean micah specifically because i don't care to name him and i don't have really anything bad to say sure I do because his Instagram's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be overstated how how bad that is. Um, no, I, I so so Logan was right at at Faith Promise, the church that I work at. It uh, when when you are on staff there, and I assume that it's this way for all the other ministries. I think um, I work in the worship ministry, and so who you know, no matter who you are, even like the highest high person has a mentor or someone that they report to. So it is kind of weird that in a church, like that person is your spiritual leader and your boss. And that, that can definitely be an issue. 
I think in any church or any organization, really, there are lines and boundaries that like you can't cross with that relationship. Um, some of the obvious ones being like, obviously of like a sexual or perverse variety, which of course is a terrible situation. But I think there's also like emotional boundaries that, you know, that you, you, you can't just dive right into that. You can't start there. Um, so the reason that, that Micah and I work so well now is I've actually known him for several years already on, on not, maybe not even on like a super deep level, but even I've worked at Faith Promise for three and a half years now, and I've had like direct interaction with him for all of those three and a half years. Um, so, and, and I know him outside of the church as well, which ought, to me helps that situation. Um, so when we, you know, we have a weekly meeting that no matter what, whether or not we have anything to like really talk about, like we still have that meeting. And if we spend an hour like goofing off, like it was, it was worth it. Now that happens pretty rarely. <laughs> uh, you know, we usually do have a good balance of like, you know, just hanging out talking about, we both love movies. We talk about that a lot. Uh, we both love sports. We talk about that a lot. Has he seen the movie about the walrus? You know, I don't know. I, I probably not. Uh, we've never talked about Kevin Smith. Uh, so I don't know if he's a big fan or not, but, um, but you know, Logan asked if, if I thought the relationship, excuse me, would continue if I left. And I definitely think it would. When, uh, when Laurel and I first got engaged, uh, the first person that I asked to, to meet with, to learn from was Micah and Joy, his wife. And, um, they, they took us to, to coffee. Uh, they actually, uh, got some like materials and stuff together for us to like, you know, talk through some certain things, like how Laurel and I, uh, thought about different things. Like, it, I mean, it was like, it was essentially a premarital counseling session, but like, that's the kind of stuff that like, he's not required by his job to do. Oh, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so like we asked and they were like, yeah, we'd love to. Uh, we've actually met with them a few times, uh, for, for various things. And, um, I know that if I called Micah right now, I was like, dude, like my life's falling apart. Can we go hang out? Like he would do it. Right. And that's, that to me is the kind of thing, um, that I, I would want in someone who is mentoring me. Now, was I assigned to Micah? Yes. Like, so technically was I forced? Sure. Um, I have seen examples at my job and others where you know, somebody was assigned a mentor and that they just couldn't make it work. Right. Right. Uh, and that, to, to me, that's not a problem. Like, like that happens. Some people just can't do it. It's business. Sure. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, and I think it was when you and I were talking about Enneagram stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me, like, for the two things that I have to have from someone is love and respect. And if I have that from, uh, if I feel like Micah loves me and respects me, then I, I will reciprocate way easier than I would with someone else who I don't think feels that way about me. And so if I were assigned to somebody who it was obvious that they were only just doing their job to talk to me, like, I mean, I'm all I'm going to, I, my personality would lend me to, to just sit down and say, okay, this is how this is going to be. <laughs> um, but I, I have been fortunate over the past few years at Faith Promise specifically I've had various mentors over those past three years, and all of them have have cared about me more as a person uh, than an employee. And I think that's what makes it work. 
for me, you know, because I'm 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 going to go out of my way to work hard for for those people, uh, and it it helps because because I'm a Christian and I work at a church, like I have a, an added uh, gosh, what's the word motivation to yeah, do yeah. do a good job, right? Because what I'm doing, I believe, affects you know the most important aspect of being alive, and so so there is that, but um. You know, as far as mentors, I've had a lot of different mentors in my life, and they all served very important purposes for that time. But I, I don't have direct contact with all of them anymore, and I don't. That doesn't. I mean, like that. that I mean, in a way, I'm like, oh, I wish I could still hang out with that person because maybe they moved or whatever. But you know, looking back, the lessons I learned from those people still apply to me today, and. uh to give a quick example, the first one was um, when I was in seventh grade, I decided I wanted to learn how to play guitar for no reason. I mm-hmm. was just like, nobody in my family was particularly musical. Um, my sister had been taking piano lessons for a little while and she hated it. I was like, why are you doing this? And uh, she had a piano recital. And at that recital, I met Trey Sansom, who you and I both know. So I decided I was going to take guitar lessons. And long story short, he, uh, he, took a different approach to teaching music in a, in the sense that he, uh, for whatever reason, just wanted to see me succeed as a person more so than a musician. And I think that's been the recurring theme in my life with mentors is that they wanted me to succeed as a person. They wanted me to be a better human being more than they wanted production from me in, in whatever sense that that was. So did you have other people in your life who you feel like we're trying to be mentors, but you kind of like shunned them. I'm not asking this as a leading question, but who you pushed away because like you could clearly see like this person doesn't love me. They just want to, you know, accomplish something or they want to feel better about themselves for mentoring me. Yes. And it is unfortunate that all of the people that I just thought of were related to me by church somehow. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be willing to bet that you don't get away from that. Like, there's no area of life where that wouldn't exist. Uh, that's just been my experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's that. That's cool. My my more recent church experience has been, like, really good mentors who tread, I feel like they have treaded the line really well of, like, um, you know, modern church. There's a business aspect to it. Like, we have to get things done. Um, there are things to do, whatever, but also like, I care about you as a person, like you were saying with, yeah. with all of those people. So that's really cool. The best mentor for me though, was in school for the, uh, the eight short, short years that I was an undergrad at the <laughs> university of Tennessee. I had a mentor who, uh, he was, I got a jazz degree, you know, playing drums. So my mentor for drum lessons throughout that time was like incredible, like the greatest teacher, like. Um, even the people who took lessons from other professors there, like piano and bass, they're like, yeah, but that guy who teaches drums, like he's literally the best teacher. That's really cool. Yeah. And he taught other classes too, like history of jazz and stuff like that. So everyone had to take that class and everyone agreed like, man, Keith is just the greatest. He's the best. And so I got to have him as a, um, a mentor for drumming. But it was so much more than that. Like he taught me how to teach. Like he he taught me in such a way that like I could easily understand it, even if I wasn't good at it yet. You know, on the drums or uh, music theory or otherwise, 
but in a way that like I at least understood what I needed to do. I could take ownership of it and go do it. And, you know, eventually it got to the point that um, he was even helping me like teach lessons to other people. Wow. Whether he knew it or not, because he wasn't really doing that intentionally. Right. Okay. That's so, what that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Like I wasn't taking lessons. That wasn't with part him. of your program either. No, not undergrad, at all. right? Okay. Because he did have a task to do there as well, which was Astro needs to graduate <laughs> <laughs> at some point. Right. He was hoping for probably four or five years, but yeah. I I think I liked him so much I just stuck around. <laughs> that's awesome. But a lot of my uh growing up church experience was very negative because um for anyone who doesn't know like you and i and logan as well have had like small group leaders oh yeah um like someone who is at least supposed to be a spiritual guru who kind of like um leads you in spiritual ways and just life and emotionally on a weekly or you know semi-weekly basis um who is like normally a volunteer like at a church yeah. who who does that just because they want to or in my experience I think a lot of them just wanted to feel needed or wanted to fill a need and thought that that was a good thing but they didn't do it well. Yeah. And here's here's why I'm saying all that. I had six small group leaders within the 7 years that I was in middle school and high school. Okay. 3 years of middle school, 4 years of high school. I had six different leaders. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, and for sure. Because like none of them could really like completely get to know, you know, the group of sixth, seventh, eighth graders that I was in, and then eventually ninth, tenth, junior, senior. And we were even kind of seen as a group of like, yeah, that's the tough group. Yeah. <laughs> like we yeah. we would um we would meet like Sunday mornings before like actual church service started and Uh go to Ingalls and we would literally just walk around and like buy snacks and eat like crap food. And one of my buddies would, um, buy bean dip and just eat bean dip out of the can. This is like 16, 17 year old guys. And then buy like two or three double shots of espresso and just fart on everybody throughout the entire church service. And we thought that was hilarious. Of course and, you did. And Why nobody, wouldn't you? Well, nobody told us not to do it. Or here's the bigger, way bigger issue. Yeah. None of those leaders ever said like, here's why that's bad. And here's yeah. why being a more respectable person is just better for you. Okay, that <laughs> makes sense. For other people. Yeah. You know? Because I get it. Like kids that age, uh, they're just going to act like that. But I never really had anyone telling me anything except like, hey, the Bible says this. Yeah. So this is the Bible. And I don't know what it means, but here's the Bible. <laughs> yeah. That's what I remember, at least. That makes sense. Um, if you, But it wasn't a whole lot of like, hey, like, tell me about you. Like, Asher, how are you? Yeah. You, I was a quieter kid. There's no one asking me like, hey, or just recognizing like, hey, you're a little quieter. Like, you're a little different from the group. Like, you know, wh- what's going on in your life? Yeah. Just not a whole lot of that, mm. which stinks. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I am fortunate to, to have a... I had a different experience in yeah, growing yeah. up. We grew up at the same church. I'm, I'm very glad you had a different experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I was going to ask was, could you like, could you make a list of like the top three characteristics that you think would, uh, would define like a good mentor? Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it, because you mentioned um, for your personality being loved and what was the Just other one? Re- love and respect. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think actively for a mentor to a mentee, like actively finding ways to do that. Um, that's really hard though, because totally. I think it takes a lot of effort and like getting to know that person. Yeah. And again, back to what I said before, not, and you said this too, not just filling the role and, you know, doing it for whatever reason, but like, yeah. act, you know, really tapping into like getting better at conversation. Even, oh, totally. You know, stuff like that. So yeah. did you say top three? Yeah. Ooh, let me think for a second. If you have something, go yeah. for it. But I think that's part of it. Like just um, knowing how to get to know people. Yeah. Is part of it. I, I definitely have top two. I, I'd have to think maybe a little bit for the third one. But my number one, like most obvious jumped out at me immediately. Characteristic, characteristic of a good mentor was honesty. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I I had in in every good mentor that I can think of right now at the top of my head. Honesty is is something that I think defines those people. And the reason that that's so important to me is if if you're if you're being led by someone in any capacity, even not I'm not saying in church or anything. Like if someone is leading you, if they're your boss or whatever, like you need that person, you need that person to know that they're also a real person just like you are. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. So to me, honesty is a big part of that. And I, I, had, I had two small group leaders for most of my high school time at church that both of them were extremely honest about themselves and their own struggles. And that, and that honesty from them led to more opportunity for me to be honest as well. And not having that in a, in a mentor-mentee relationship, I think, is, is devastating. It's like a bad foundation in a house, you know, like it's just going to die. <laughs> and um, so honesty is definitely number one. I think number two would be consistency, um, both in the good and the bad. And what I mean by that is like if I had a small group leader like slip up and do something that they shouldn't have done, like they they were quick to apologize uh, or quick to recognize that like, hey, I, I probably shouldn't have done that or I probably shouldn't right. have said that or whatever. Yeah, 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 and yeah. part of that, I think, is honesty. But they were just as consistent in the in the good as well. So like, you know, our small group leaders in high school um, would would take time out of their schedule to like hang out with us, like even in smaller groups than our small group. Right. And they were consistent and they were consistent in reaching out. They were also consistent in being prepared for our group time. You know, like they always they, they weren't never, just winging it. Yeah. It never felt like they were just winging it like they, they took it seriously because they uh wanted to you know and I, I think that 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 consistency is is essential in a good mentor mentee relationship um i haven't thought of a third but have you, well, you i mean anything? when you said honesty i was like immediately because i made some notes before we even started um just earlier today as i was thinking through like what who have been good mentors what are their traits stuff like that so honesty is huge um I, I I put down here, don't be afraid to say I don't know. Oh so yeah. Think about um and maybe not all of our listeners like go to church or grew up in church, whatever, but yeah. um one of the strongest leaders who I know now is really good at explaining things and really good at like taking, you know, Bible stories or things from the Bible and saying like here's what it means, here's context, here's subtext. But then there's some things where that same person is just like, hey, I really don't know. Here, you know, here are three possibilities of what it could mean. Ultimately, I don't know, but I'm willing to search for it with you. 
Yeah. And I that's that I think is the main thing that I didn't really get growing up that I think played into my Enneagram one in a big way in the whole inner critic. Yeah. Is that I didn't get a lot of honesty. I didn't get a lot of um my leader or my quote mentor yeah. saying like, hey, here's something crappy that's going on in my life that can relate to your life. It definitely felt more like uh, I'm a little hesitant to say this, but it was kind of like they were saying, I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah. No, and, I, and, you I, know, I, see what I know what you're saying. Not just that, but like I have more things figured out than you and I, yes. I just need you to know these things. Yes. You know, like I've read this in the Bible. Yeah. You need to read this in the Bible, period. Yeah, instead of like, here's how it actually helps. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I think that, um, I, I hope this isn't too off topic, but so, so my, uh, my small group when I was in, in church, mm-hmm. I, I maybe we should explain what that is. So like uh, in most churches that you have what's called a small group and it's just, a, it's some, some form of gathering that is uh, with your peers, yeah. whatever stage of life you're in, it could be common interest. It could be age, anything like that. There's men's group, women's group, whatever. So in, in high school, we, we were in groups based on our grade. Um, and so something, I had a really good small group and leaders. I had both. And so I think something that made my small group uh, really successful was how much our leaders let us lead the group. That's great. So like yeah. our, our ownership of the group, I think, made us successful. And the, the, the amount of, of like buy-in that that created made our group feel like a freaking family yeah and and we loved that like i i still have some of my best friends are still from that small group in in high school and i didn't even go to college with literally any of them except for one and it's logan yeah and i still i still hang out with those guys all the time mm-hmm. like i still talk to them like the relationships that i was able to create from that group i don't think i would have had those relationships had our leaders not let us be the group because it, it wasn't it wasn't a forceful meeting. It wasn't sit down and be like, "Hey, I'm so much further along in life than you are. Let me just explain all of the things I've learned, and you'll be a better person." Or all the things that I'm doing better than you, so yes. that you can do them better. And that's where I think the inner critic. If I had it before sixth or seventh grade, uh, it was just built upon. Or if I didn't have it, it was created in yeah. those in those times where it was like, "Oh, I've got to be better. I've got to yeah. strive. I got to do this." You know. And I, I, I'd be willing to bet that there are some similarities to, to girls that I obviously don't know them. But sure. I, I think that guys, as young men growing up in, in the church in the South, we, we were, or actually, honestly, this is probably anywhere, whether church or otherwise, sure. we were pretty stereotyped as far as what people assumed that we were dealing with. Yeah. And that's just not true. And our group leaders were very aware of that. So it, it was, and I, I mean, I guess I could be specific. Everybody thinks that a 16 or a six year old, or sorry, a six, somebody, a boy that's in sixth or seventh grade, like all you think about is like porn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's like always the big thing. Or, like, or your sexuality in yeah, general. Yeah. And if, and to be fair, that's the time of your life where you're figuring all that out. <laughs> yeah. So fair enough. But like our small group leaders, it wasn't like every, every Sunday evening we sat down and it was like, okay, we're going to talk about your purity again. Yeah. Every week. <laughs> you yeah. know, like th- that was important. Um but our 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 mentors were more concerned about 
no like asking us like what what are you dealing with and if it's that then we'll talk about it but like they weren't trying to force information down our throats mm-hmm. they were just trying to be our friend yeah and that that's it <laughs> like that's that's the winner right there right i i i think for me and my groups it was like um it wasn't a question like you were saying it was so assumed that no one even bothered to say hey do you look at pornography like yes. let's make this a present tense sentence interrogative question whatever like totally. do you it was always just like hey you all need to quit yeah. like i know you do it you need a better uh accountability partner was a huge word th- thrown around in the yeah. church world that lost its meaning so heavily for me but yeah and i i and that's not to say that that pornography is, is is not and was not a huge issue it for sure was sure and it, it has affected an alarmingly high number of people not just men i'll add um but like i said like you know it what yeah like you said it, it wasn't assumed mm-hmm. uh and in your case it wasn't even asked <laughs> it, it was just like we're going to talk about this because of course you're dealing with it. And that just, it just doesn't help. Yeah. You know, um, I think around age 11, 12, 13, I was struggling way more with like, uh, depression and anxiety at that point. Gosh, absolutely. You know, way more than like pornography or sexuality or anything like that. And, um, you know, if anyone bothered to ask, I could, you know, maybe have talked about it, but, um, like panic attacks and things like that. So I think that leads into another trait that I would give a really good mentor, and it's just not pretending. That goes along with honesty in a big way. Authenticity. Um, authenticity, transparency, yeah, you know, all those buzzwords. Um, uh, so we've kind of talked about that already. So I would take it a step further, and the best leaders in my life, you know, since those days, won't just say, I don't know, when they don't know. But they'll also say, hey, let's just let's look at it together. So if I have some deep question about life or spirituality or even, you know, it could be as simple as like history or geography. And someone's like, I just know a lot of people who will pretend and even make up an answer or just say, oh, it's this and this and this. As opposed to saying like, hey, I actually don't know. Let's figure it out together. Yeah. Why don't you look it up? I'll look it up. And then we'll hang out again. We'll talk. Those are my favorite kind of people. Me too. I don't like anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. Right. Oh, that's awesome. I think that um So okay, to I, I meant to ask you this a minute ago and I forgot. You correct me if I'm wrong, like comparatively for the years that we've been alive, I think you've spent more time like outside of a church, at least vocationally, than sure. I, than I have. Yeah. Did you have um They're called bars. <laughs> you that's, can say you can say it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not even what I meant at all. But I still play so there, in them. So you can only be two places in the world. You can either be at a bar or at a church. <laughs> <laughs> and in Knoxville, there's actually bar church, which is great. That is true, and it's awesome. Um, but you're right. Just what the, the two heck places. Was I, talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I derail. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. So um, I, I'm just asking it from a place of uh, of ignorance, I guess. You know, did you did you have any mentors? during that time that that were awesome well remember i was in school for eight years right so from the oh yeah so keith you're you're, okay yeah from from the age 18 to 26 he was a great mentor and here's the thing he wasn't like a he was not a spiritual leader or an appointed spiritual leader in my life but i learned more basic good 
and true spiritual principles from him than like I had up to that point growing up in church, I think. That's cool. From church people. Because he, and I, I jotted a few of these down too, he taught me to be coachable when I was most decidedly not. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Biggest smart aleck in the world. Um, and, uh, oh, something else. Be coachable was the huge one though. Um, oh, Trent, just, I already mentioned this word, but transparency and here's like I want to define that because I think honesty is one thing and transparency takes it a step. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> I think honesty is one thing yeah. and transparency takes it a step further because honesty answers one part of a question sometimes, but transparency gives a full picture. I like that. Like transparency is like I'm not just going to be honest and say like uh you know, yeah, I lied about something. It's right. It's going to say, or it's a person who's going to say, I also lied about two other things. I don't know why I went to that example. Well, it's I, so yeah, negative. I, I know what but. you're saying. <laughs> no, no, no. I know exactly what you're saying. Or I'm not just going to own up to the fact that I hurt you. I'm going to say, like, um, like I don't want to be that kind of person. Yeah. One one thing that I've learned about honesty in a mentor-mentee relationship, and I, I've been fortunate uh, to learn this from from both sides of the equation mm-hmm. is that when you're honest, it it's going to grant you more opportunities to to make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. So like, and and to be not too specific, but vaguely specific, <laughs> if that's a thing. Uh, I I had like I said, I had two small group leaders that co-led my group when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, both. Oh shoot, I can't actually can't remember. I know for sure at least one of them. Uh, told me about something that they had struggled with growing up that we didn't talk about until I was already graduated from high school. Right. And we'd never mentioned it to each other beforehand. And neither one of us knew that the other one had struggled with it. Wow. And I think that that's really cool, even though we'd spent a ton of time together and I would still consider that person an incredible leader uh, or mentor. Um, it was just, it was just like a special moment for both of us. Cause it was like, Oh yeah. I, you know, it, it's like that. It's, Everybody craves that moment in life where they feel like they're not alone, you know, no right. matter who you are or where you come from. And and that was a moment for both of us, which is really cool because he was the person that was my mentor. And right. and we were able to provide each other that moment of like, we're not that different, you know? And that that's a to me, that's a comforting thought. Mm-hmm. Um and there there are big and small versions of that moment that happen, I think, in a mentor mentee relationship. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just think that that's a really special thing that, and I think about that moment a lot, even now, like, yeah. Um, because I, like I've mentioned, I work at Faith Promise, and uh, for this entire summer, I had a uh, an intern that I was in charge of mentoring, mm-hmm. and uh, again, we've already known each other for several years now. This, uh, this dude and I, he's nineteen. It's not like he's like a kid. <laughs> um, so, but like we're friends. And we would be anyways, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was allowed the opportunity to, to mentor him and he was willing to receive it. Yeah. He, what he didn't resent it. He welcomed it. And do you to, think that was because of anything you did? I mean, don't, don't feel like it's going to be <laughs> boastful if you say yes, but like, can you point to something that was like, yeah, because I said that or did that, or I was honest in this moment that gave me some, uh, some pull with this person. Gosh, I couldn't point to anything specifically. I, I just That's I why just, you're such a nine. You're so <laughs> modest about it. You're modest to the point that you forgot. 
I'd, I'd be, I'd, I would let you ask him and see what he says. Um, but no, I, I just think, I mean, I, we've, we've been around each other. He's a musician. He's a yeah. drummer. Yeah. Um, he's been playing drums in our, in our worship ministry for a few years now. And, uh, I've just kind of watched him grow up, um, which is really cool. And, and he and I, I mean, we like each other. We have common interests. Um, we've, we haven't spent a lot of time together, like outside of church, but like, I, I kind of, I've tried to make a habit in my life of when I'm around people, I just try to be present you know, and just enjoy the community of it. And uh, maybe that, in a sense, has has provided me, you know, the opportunity for him to be like, oh, Lance is my mentor? Like, cool. You know, and he said that to me, which I thought was really special. And I was he like, used oh. the word mentor? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, okay, cool. And it's been awesome. It's been awesome for both of us. I've never, uh, I've never like, mentored somebody, like, lo- this long, uh, like, I mean, I've, I've met with people, you know, st- students and various other people like, um, for short periods of time for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Uh, but this is the first time I've ever like, this is my dude. And like, I am responsible for, for leading him. Um, and so I, I did it in the most Lance way I knew how. Yeah. Just <laughs> honesty. And I, right. I told him the very first time we met at the beginning of the summer, I was like, man, I've never done this before. Yeah. So please give me grace. I'm going to do my best. Um, that that's it though. Yeah. I've never done this before. There's honesty. Yeah. Please give me grace. Like you're giving them permission and giving them like a heads up. Like I'm, I might fail, you know? Yes. Not that I feel like you have necessarily, but no, and in yeah. little ways possibly. Oh, for sure. Gosh. Yeah. And I, I could rattle off a list, but yeah. I mean, like it, it's just, it, 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 we started on the right foot. Right. And I think that that's probably a big thing too for mentors and mentees either way to start off on the right foot and build your foundation and your foundation is always going to be honesty and transparency and authenticity and consistency um well i guess that'd be something developed later but um, yeah yeah you know what i mean over time yeah so um it's it's been a blast to to be on the other side of that because i've had so many great mentors it's been it's been a really exciting thing for me to to have a person who was was willing uh to to do that with me and uh and we both we've we've both enjoyed it this this coming week is his last week of of his internship and i fully expect us to continue a relationship outside of it because we both want to right and that like you said that's it that's mm-hmm. the, that's the winner right there <laughs> yeah well if if i had to give a third point which i think i've really only given two not that either of us are keeping track at this point. Ah, but, who's um, keeping score? Something that uh, this wasn't—it wasn't a mentor of mine that said this to me. But a few years ago, someone said uh, to never ever tell someone, "I know what you're going through." That was the most bogus, also pretentious and assuming thing I think you can ever say. Gosh, I yes. think I think a really good mentor. And back uh, back to your story uh, from a few minutes ago, like there was someone who had gone through something really similar to what you had gone through, right? You didn't totally. find out about it till later. Okay. So I think in those moments, for someone to say, hey, I've been through something that sounds just like that, but I still like I still don't know what you're going through. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. You know? Like yeah. I might I might have something to offer because here's what happened to me. And then just share the story instead of like and <laughs> I hate that this happens in movies and shows all the time. People are like, oh, I know exactly what you're going through, and then just kind of move past it. And yeah. it's like, oh, of course they do. That's great. 
Yeah. I think that's kind of ruined it for a lot of people. But if you can just say like, hey, here's my story. I don't know what you're going through. Let's talk. Yeah. That's the best mentor in the world. Absolutely. And to be even more specific, in that type of conversation, there's nothing wrong with asking permission to share. Yeah. So like if somebody brought something to me, let's just, let's say uh, somebody who's a few years younger than me, uh, their dad had died, mm-hmm. which it, I think everybody that listens to this probably knows at this point. My dad also passed away. and like as unifying as that can be it's not the same for everybody like logan lost his dad and i lost my dad in completely different ways circumstances times all of that and so i don't think there's anything wrong with saying wow man i hate to hear that i've been through something similar um would you mind if i share some things that i've learned about it and nine times out of ten that person is probably going to say yes Mm -hmm. but if you just assume the responsibility of like Oh, I know exactly what you're going through. Here's this, 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 this. If you dominate that conversation, then you didn't do it right. Right. You got to listen more than you talk. That's why I love Logan's story so much about Bobby, because all Bobby did was ask questions. Genuine ask questions. Yeah. And I think because I know Bobby pretty uh, fairly well, I know that he has had stuff. Uh, he talked about stuff with his dad specifically when I used to hang out with him and um or maybe like in front of a group of people or something um he could have said he could have even tried to relate there and said like hey here's a dad thing and he chose not to um and I think that's huge because first of all there's no way it would have related and I'm I'm putting a lot on Bobby right now <laughs> like I wouldn't obviously he didn't do that so I'm not assuming he would but of course. if he had that would have completely flopped i don't know that logan would have been able to share that story absolutely about bobby being so um understanding totally because it was from such a pure like hey i don't know yeah like i don't know what's going on there's how could i i think that that's a great testament to like a mentor doesn't have to be somebody who's gone through the same thing that you've gone through right because bobby and logan come from extremely different backgrounds and circumstances And like you said, all Bobby did was ask a genuine question. Mm -hmm. And it led to something that was so much deeper and more profound than that. And like, that's a great place to start. Yeah. You ask somebody how they're doing, mean it. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be surprised what kind of fruitful and beautiful relationship could come out of that. Right. So I think that's really cool. Well, I really love that we talked fairly serious about this because I think it's great but I did have uh maybe a question or two that we could end with if you're cool with it yeah, if you absolutely. feel good yeah I feel good I feel good anything else you want to no. share anything else no no Bobby if, Bobby if you hear this I will awesome. love you we love you so much <laughs> I know I will probably cut it out but I harped about like not saying names but Bobby's a name I do want to share I've, oh absolutely <laughs> yeah I'm proud to know you Bob yeah. uh Okay, where was it? Where was it? Here's a question that I wanted to ask, um, and I really wish Logan was here. I know he'll share next time we're all together. Yeah. What's your favorite mentor-mentee relationship from a movie? Oh, my goodness. It can be funny. It can be meaningful. Just, um, what, just okay. whatever. Okay, well, the first one that came to mind, uh, I, probably because it's the most recent, um, in season two of Stranger Things. Uh, Come on with D- it. Dustin and, yes. uh, and Steve. Yep. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> I would I would pay money just for a whole season of of Dustin and Steve Adventures, man. Those two on screen together was amazing. They should do a reality show. Well, they they have to. They gotta capitalize on that for season three. Yeah. Like the 
Because we in Stranger Things, we there wasn't a whole lot of like buddy pairings. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mike and Will obviously are friends, but they spent the entire majority of both seasons apart. Yeah, for, for different reasons. And so, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen, it's your fault. Sorry. Uh oh my gosh, though Dustin and Steve walking on the railroad <laughs> tracks, man. Ah, I I would, oh jeez. That's the greatest. I think and Logan would probably agree with that one too. And he's talking about how he fixes his hair. And <laughs> Dustin has the audacity to make fun of Steve, the coolest dude in the world. He's like, what uh, was it? Farrah Fawcett? Is that her yes, hairspray? Yes, Farrah Fawcett hairspray. He, he like makes fun of him. Like, are you kidding me? You don't make fun of Steve Harrington. He's cool guy, man. That, yeah, that's definitely the most, uh, that's the first one I thought of. So I'm, I'm cool with that answer. That's why that one's so great because Steve could have been like, well, screw you, kid. Like, you don't know anything. You're younger than me. But instead, he was like, well, I'll, I'm just going to hang out with you. I'll tell you all about Companionship, it. Companionship, man. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, there Did you have couple, one that you thought of? There are a couple I thought of. So it's super, uh, super deep, meaningful one. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Jeez. I haven't seen that in a while. I need to watch it yeah, again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's time to watch that one again. Yeah. Wow. I mean, some tough love in there. Asking good questions. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Lots just, to learn just, from that. Just being there. Yeah. Even when even when the mentee didn't want him to be. I think I was gonna say, you know, a mentor can see when someone needs them. Yeah. But doesn't act like someone who's needed. Oh my gosh. Right? You better preach that. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> I'll write I'll write you a little sermon. I'll oh, preach it next on. podcast, just me by myself. <laughs> All, all you and Logan are allowed to say is just come on. <laughs> what, what did you just say it again? I forgot already. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like no, I, I said a like ment- my brain exploded. <laughs> a mentor is someone who knows when someone needs them, but doesn't act like someone who's needed. Holy cow! I'm gonna. You should tweet that. I don't think it was that good. I do. Nobody would believe that if I tweeted it. My Twitter's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so who hacked you? Oh, my, maybe uh, Micah hacked your Twitter. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna. I do want to delete all that stuff. I feel convicted. We can take this out too. I feel convicted, but it's just so disingenuous. Anyway, um, the other one that I think is funny is uh, the genie in Aladdin. Yeah, that's a great mentor mentee. I think I like that. I like that. You know, I just thought of another one that's kind of unusual. I'm trying to figure out who's really the mentor and the mentee in this scenario, but. Uh, in Monsters Inc., with Mike and Sully and Boo, the little girl. Yeah, like Sol- Sully is in a weird way is like a father figure to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like Sully and Mike have this like hilarious relationship where like they balance each other because they're so horribly lacking in the areas that each other is like more efficient in. Yeah, like Sully is just a you know golden retriever person, like loves everybody. Has no street smarts. <laughs> Mike is the opposite. Mike is Mike is a just like he's a bulldozer over people because he's trying to get the job done and has yeah. no compassion yeah. for other people. I think in a way that that's like a mentor mentee relationship. Even if one of them is not really assuming the role of one, yeah, like the two of them maybe mentor each other in ways that they're unaware of. Yeah, I'm reading way into this way into animated movie. <laughs> I don't but know that, why that, that I thought of that one. Like I don't know why, but that just came up. That totally goes with what you and Logan both talked about. Was like mentors uh, can be friends. Like it doesn't have to be Gosh, a positional yeah. leadership kind of thing. It's Absolutely. like I think I think when a mentor and mentee are friends, then it's 
is even better. I agree. I completely agree. So there, there's your deep dive into <laughs> Monsters, Inc. <laughs> I have a mint or minty relationship with Tic Tacs. Like the little candy things? Yeah, because they're so minty. Oh, jeez. Maybe hey, we should at least <laughs> at least I saved it for the end. You know, the music's fading up right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Wait, do you have any other any any other questions to wrap it up? Or was that the good the best one? Uh talked about Enneagram, the inner critic. I think my inner critic, which like you really you don't have, right? No, as I really much don't. or or just in the same way that Logan and I spoke about it. Cer- at least certainly not in the same way that you guys speak about it. Yeah, what a bummer sometimes <laughs> to have one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I think it mentors me a little bit. Ah, okay, okay. Mostly in a good way, but sometimes in a "Hey, get down on yourself" kind of way. Too too much. Okay, I'm I'm wondering now if I'm trying to understand more about like what you say when you meet inner critic and what I'm realizing. I think is that my um my inner self I wouldn't call it a critic and maybe that's the distinction between the sure, two things for sure. me because what my, would you what would you call it I don't know just talk, like I, I guess talking inner to yourself self, yeah like my inner dialogue is not uh innately critical it's in not. fact it's certainly the opposite like my inner my inner self I would say is more um more compassionate and more um like only looking above and never looking below. What? So so I think that like my the lance that you know is is probably a little bit more uh you know grounded than my inner self because my inner self is just rainbows and butterflies all the time. <laughs> Everything's great. Everybody is awesome all the time. It's just like a love just a everything in there. And I have to I have to like be the realist for myself. Good Lord. Hold on. Pause for two seconds. <laughs> because that is the most, and I don't mean this in a hurtful way. I don't mean this no, in a mean way. I that's, would never assume that you did. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> So say whatever you say. Logan would. Logan yeah. and I would assume of each other that we're trying to be mean or something. Of course. Um, maybe not anymore just because we've talked about it so much. But sure. um, my inner voice would never do that for me. It would never tell me everything's okay. That is so interesting. And I'm not hurt by that. It's just, yeah. it just feels like reality at this point. Maybe I should be hurt by it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but my inner voice is never saying like, oh, it's going to be okay. It's it's only saying like, you you need to do something to make it better. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's so crazy. interesting. I, my, my inner self is like, is like the doormat version of Lance that gets, <laughs> that, seriously, like, like yeah. it's the version that gets taken advantage of emotionally Okay, because it's the most... Um, caring and and empathetic, and it's the most uh, you know, like assuming the best in everybody. And I think that those are qualities that I I like about myself, but they have mm-hmm. to be managed. Yeah, in sure. order for me to not always be constantly walked on, tempered, even. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, but wow. I think it's opposite that like our inner whatever is is like the opposite. Yeah. So like I I the lance that you know and are talking to is mm-hmm. the is the version of me that's rationalizing the inner self. And your inner self is the one that you're is criticizing you and other people and you're kind of fighting it. Yeah. Sure. Uh or or did I I say that backwards? Definitely criticizing my 
my inner self. And you you nailed this a few episodes ago. I don't criticize other people nearly as much as I criticize. I do, but not nearly but not as, as much as I criticize yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so funny. Yeah, gosh, that stuff is so interesting. I, I, I could talk about this all day long. Seriously. <laughs> Maybe we can come back and have a whole episode where we talk about what it's like to talk to yourself. Yeah, and well, I was going to say, like, one last thing. We've gone so long. It's okay. um, I think the inner voice and the way that Logan and I have been explaining it, it definitely does feel, like, now that I'm aware of it, it does feel like another person. But, I mean, if it if it is less of a, less of an issue that sounds like mental health <laughs> and more of, like, we all just talk to ourselves kind of thing, Yeah, I think it, it's, it's just very critical to the point that, like, it feels like another person or I don't know. It's so hard to explain or maybe no, just another, I, I think I'm following you another Asher who's in there. That's only pointing out the things that I could improve. Yeah. That's, that might be a more positive spin on it. It doesn't feel that positive. Right. Like my self talk feels pretty negative most of the time, but yeah. I think it leads to positivity because it's, an improver voice. Right. And I, I would describe my inner self as, and it's not another me. It's, it's my most raw emotion. Yeah. And I'm, I'm constantly, uh, level is levelizing a word. Levelizing, leveling. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess, uh, I'm constantly like leveling that emotion mm-hmm. to, to make sure that like, I, like I said, I'm not being taken advantage of or that I'm not, um, you know, I, well, yeah, that's, my, that's probably the most obvious example. Right. Um, and I have been taken advantage of in my life, like by, you know, various people in various situations. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was willfully ignoring uh, that raw emotion. I chose I chose to live in that space because, um, I mean, gosh, I mean, it just depends on the situation why. Um, mm. You know, why I would choose to just be like, uh, well, that person didn't mean it that way and they probably did you know like but i i I have that kind of conversation with myself that feels like breakthrough though you saying that they pop that they probably did maybe yeah no that's but that's that is what i'm saying is my dialogue with myself is is rationalizing or leveling uh the most raw emotions that i feel yeah because if they're if they go unchecked it, it only it hurts me right in whatever various form that, you know, it comes about. So, and sometimes, uh, in the most extreme bad case, people with other personalities can sniff that out in a person Mm -hmm. and out and just abuse it knowingly. And that's the scariest thing that I can think of. Right. Like emotionally is somebody, somebody knows that like that, that I am that way and, and they can use it. And I would never freaking know Mm. until it's way too late. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. I'll be on the lookout and I'll slash their tires there. <laughs> I'm in a much better place in my life now where I can recognize things like that, obviously, yeah. uh, which which makes living easier, uh, certainly. And I'm married to like somebody who I know, obviously, is not capable of doing such a thing. Right. Uh, or, I mean, I would only assume. <laughs> that didn't come out the way I thought it would. I don't think Laura would ever do something like that, obviously, but like, I mean, like who knows what everybody's actually capable of in in the worst moment. Gosh. 
Can we? Let's get out of here. Yeah, we can get out of here. <laughs> well, I'll end with just uh, pop culture, quick, funny things. Yeah, I yeah. think I think mentors from <laughs> this is awful. Mentors from pop culture for me. Gordon Ramsay's one of them. Okay. I think he's great. Yeah. He's so tough, but he will get so loving when he needs to be. Yeah. It's honestly, I'm I'm not saying Gordon Ramsay is Jesus, but it's what I see Jesus do when I read, uh, you know, the yeah. Hebrew Christian scriptures, whatever wow. is is like Jesus was different. Yes. Or he he spoke differently to different people based on what they needed. Yeah. He told some people yeah. who were too pretentious that they were being pretentious. He told people who needed love, "Hey, I love you." Yeah. Wow. I'm almost mad that that is so accurate cuz <laughs> I mean, I love Gordon Ramsay. I think he's awesome. Like I love watching his shows and stuff. Sure. No one's ever compared him to Jesus though. Maybe I shouldn't do it again. No, I, I think don't know. you nailed it. I think you <laughs> nailed it. Um, the other one growing up, my sister and I used to watch Jerry Springer when we weren't supposed to. <laughs> and I think he was a great you're gonna like this too, I think. I think Jerry Springer was a mentor to me. I I'm so glad that my sister listens to this. <laughs> We used to sneak Jerry Springer and Baywatch, but Jerry Springer was, <laughs> he was a mentor to me because, I mean, think about his show. Have you ever seen it, by the way? Honestly, I don't even know. Like, maybe a long time ago, but I, I mean, no. Maybe I, it's too old to the point that, like, no one's seen it, but he would just put people in these stupid situations, most of it staged, and just, like, watch people play because he thought it was funny. Oh, it's terrifying. Right? Yeah. That's the kind of person who would walk all over you and you wouldn't know it. Oh gosh, absolutely. But it's just it just cracks me up that he would he would want to make a whole show about that. Like there's just a dumb I, I just imagine maybe I'm putting too much into You're making you know, him sound like head. a like a puppet master. <laughs> well, he kind of was, but I think it was just like <laughs> he was capitalizing on the fact that there are such stupid people in the world that just want attention that he could like just watch them be stupid together. Yeah. Wow. And make people laugh. Boy, I'm sure I'm glad I didn't end up on that show. Because who knows what would happen. There's still time. Let's look into it. <laughs> hey, Jerry, we want a podcast from your show. Yeah. Make sure the big bald guy's there. The bouncer. <laughs> oh, man. This was a great episode. I know it was a little bit longer than others, but hopefully uh, you, whomever you are listening to it. Uh, you th- I, do you think that's funny? I think it's funny when people break the fourth wall. I like it. Like when you're just not expecting it. Like um, all of a sudden you're talking to me my or I'm en- talking to you. <laughs> yeah. My Enneagram oneness didn't like that you said that this was a great episode. Oh, out loud. Man. Right? But the reason I... But you believe it. I do believe it. And I the reason I believe said it, it too. is because I experienced it that way. That's great. And I wouldn't even presume to like put it on you, but I don't care to say it either. Cause like my experience is my experience. I had thought it was a great episode. It was great for me. And that's why I said that. Does that make sense? It's beautiful. Thank you. I mean that in a very sincere way. And I usually don't talk like that, but my, <laughs> <laughs> my inner critic the whole time was like, how oh, we need, we should start over or make this better. Like that doesn't mean it was bad. It just means yeah. like, it's not always going the way I want it to. Right. And again, we'll probably cut it out uh, from earlier, but that was that was the one, the one coming out in a big way. Like, let's not name names. Let's just keep it broad. Like, people aren't going to relate to it. Yeah. And then later I was like, people might relate better because we named names. <laughs> Constantly at war. Oh, that's so funny, man. 
Well, whoever you are listening to this, <laughs> uh, or sorry, whomever, my apologies. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, stay tuned for Fortcast. We got other fun things coming up. And uh, yeah, this has been another great episode. Says, Can't be overstated. Says you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be overstated is the worst sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> See you soon. Wait. One last thing. Oh yeah! If you haven't yet, give us a give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and just yes. tell us what you love about the show. Seriously, like we're not getting paid for it. We may never, but That's we just true. want to know what you think. And we yeah. want to know that you enjoyed it. That's true. And if you didn't enjoy it, uh, write into us. Yeah, write into us. Send okay, us, send us an email. <laughs> Don't send us any snail mail. Or Facebook n- message. Or there's whatever. nowhere to send it. Yeah, no. These are words at gmail.com. Yeah. Words with a Z. Correct. Because we had to, not because we wanted to. That's true. I yeah. wish we hadn't. I know. Had to. I wish we hadn't had to, but we had to. Hallelujah. All right, then. You didn't like my Tic Tac joke? I like all your jokes. You're my friends. <laughs> I just don't like that mentors are kind of wishy-washy, though. They're always like, you want a mentor... Uh, I am Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs>